You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome back to uh, the second hour of this special two-hour-long Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're talking about, well, we're talking about talking about it. SEO practices, uh, getting out in the open when you see somebody or some company egregiously screwing up. Is it good for the industry? Is it not good for the industry? We have a debate with um, six prominent characters from the uh, search marketing industry. Ben Cook, Tony Vary, Alan Blyweiss, David Harry, Terry Van Horn, and Steve Rashenner. Garrenser. Garrenser. <laughs> you got further and further off down. as we went. Yeah, at least mine gets better every week. You know, a little bit close. We mangle every name that comes our way. Uh, I want to open this segment with a quick story about what happened to me years and years ago back in the Dark Ages. Uh, actually, this happened to me and to Dave, who is uh, my co-host. We were working at the same company at the time, and this is in the early days of Google. Uh, so I'm guessing it to be 2000, 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. And uh, I was head SEO of this uh, of this fairly well-known SEO firm, and I had developed the most elegant meat link network. Oh man, it was beautiful. I spent days days just theorizing of how an amazing spammy link network could be created. And it was spam. It was Black Hat. It was the wrong side of the tracks. I knew what I was doing but it was gorgeous. So we put yeah, it up. We found it on it, it took a couple of days and it got noticed. 
Actually, I think it got noticed because, uh, Dave, you wrote an article on it, and that article got published. And yeah, the fine folks over at Doug Hiles, I Help You Forum, found it. And we got savaged. We got eaten for breakfast. It was, um, you ever, you ever see the movie Frankenstein when the town folk come with the pitchforks and torches to, to <laughs> That'd be that Dave and the boys. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we stepped into the breach and tried to defend ourselves for about 10 minutes. Um, big mistake. And then I really started thinking about what, what we were doing and listening to the people um, in that forum. And though it was, uh, it was elegant, like you had to see this network, it was beautiful, but it was also wrong. And we got outed. And I actually, I credit that, that experience with um, the industry itself turning me away from the dark side. Ooh, I'm curious. We brought, you, we brought you back with cookies. With Doug, it wouldn't be cookies, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't don't want to go there. That shit ought to be regulated, by the way. Um, (laughs) I got got Savage Badly um, almost a decade ago, and it turned me around. Can the industry do that? And should the industry do that? Uh, David Harry. Um, you know what I mean? We should have Joe Whalen here, shouldn't we? Um, <laughs> seems a logical one for that. I, um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think extreme cases like that already each other. I don't know. Once again, the public thing is where I have the issue. You know what I mean? I, I think Terry's fond of teaching me that back in the day was email list and you would communicate to each other privately. There's a certain sense of, sense of respect, you know what I mean? Why am I publicly outing you? Why am I not coming to you personally and saying, listen, dude, you know, what you're doing here, some people have talked to me about it, it's not very good. So it's the whole public shaming and naming thing that I, I think I have issue with. You know, I'm not a fan of it. I don't think it, it you know what I mean? It, sure, you learned a lesson or something like that, and, and maybe it helped your career or whatever, but where do we stop? Where do we draw the line? How many spam sites are there out there? You'd go nuts. You know what I mean? What's Jill's program... Um, out your competitor or something dot com or I don't remember uh, what it Terry, is. Well, Terry Van Horn, you've been around as long or longer than I have in the industry. Uh, what? How do you feel about this? You you actually had a website where um, people could out egregiously bad SEO. Um, is there a place within the industry? Uh, yeah, it's uh, in Washington. It's called the FTC. That's my feeling on that kind of stuff. Well, that works well for you sitting in Ontario, Canada, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, well, see, then too, right? I don't see paid links as being anything other than advertising. So, you know, it's just a difference of opinion. It's subjective. And that's what I, you know, I didn't really get to say much about JCPenney. But here's what I'll say. Having worked in the industry that they're in, right? At Christmas, knowing what's at stake, I would have done exactly what their guy did. Because what he did was started buying links in September when people started buying stuff. And that's what we do. We advertise. And, you know, this thing of if Google don't like it, well, that's their problem. My job is to get visibility for a client. 
if Google doesn't agree with that, if it's the audience that I'm cultivating, I don't see where they have a say in it, really. And as far as, you know, the terms they were being found for, they actually sell the stuff in department stores in every city in the United States. So, you know, this whole thing is, to me, it's like all about business. And from a business standpoint, they did exactly the right thing, in my opinion. Like, it may be against Google's regulations, but it's kind of like, you know, parking in the... uh, uh, Wheelchair zone, right? You know, it's Terry, Terry, Dave here. Um, yeah, in, in, I bet you knew that. Eh? Hey. <laughs> um, we were just as we were here. We were talking about this regulation thing. Um, what what is this? You've been talking to someone that's uh, representing a government agency or someone that's looking yeah, to as the far as job line. descriptions. It's, describe uh, us. So what are they looking for? That to are looking to do uh, a survey of the industry to kind of figure out how much time is being done on each thing. Now, I'm sure Semple was uh, contacted as as well as myself. I at first kind of looked at it and said, well, this is from the United States. Do I really care? And until I got a second letter that showed some real interest and maybe trying to gather some uh, data that would be interesting to SEO pros as far as, you know, what is SEO? That's seems to be the big question as far as any kind of best practices, whatever, right? So, yeah, that's kind of there, and I don't think it's about regulating. Uh, Actually, this group is based in uh, human resources, and, you know, it'd be kind of nice to see an SEO advertised that wasn't really a web developer. Just saying. Um... Okay, we just actually we all just got lost in a quick conversation amongst the amongst the panelists about uh, whether it was Ottawa or um, Washington doing surveys on the on the actual it's work. US. It's the, it was the U.S. Actually, the U.S. I can tell you exactly who it is, but that'll be coming out in some information in the next. Huge sigh of relief out here on the west coast of Canada. Um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think I that, think it's uh, a good thing. With the but, paper, you know, then too, I don't see the government as you know evil. Okay, it can be safe to say that with uh, the PageRank algorithm and various various iterations on it, Google long ago commodified links. They created yep. the situation. They created the market. Um, ben or Anthony? How do you guys, you know, given that kind of statement, links are a commodity, how do you feel about reporting paid links? Um, I, I love what Terry said about, about links being advertising. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, the, I mean, to me, that's exactly right. I mean, links are advertising, and and I'll advertise how I want to, uh, you know, if that if that carries with it some some repercussions from Google, you know, I have to decide, you know, either I or my client has to decide whether that's, um, you know, something that we're willing to to risk. Um, But I mean, again, it's the the issue of of reporting versus outing here is important because, you know, reporting obviously is private to Google. I have no idea if you do it. and, And personally, I don't care. But if you, you know, if you out me, uh, you know, I might have an issue with that because, uh, you know, for example, there's, I, I own a site that's right now getting 
hundreds of links pointed to it from from some spammer that's doing something uh, that I have no input on. I don't know why they're doing it or whatever. But if you were to look at that that prof the the backlink profile of that site, uh, it would look like I was doing it, and, and you know that I'm labeled a spammer in, in the public sphere, and you know maybe I don't get as many clients or something like that. Um, you know, but I'm 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 already declared guilty, but because of this public outing, when when really it could be anybody. Like I could I could make you know Alan look like a spammer if I wanted. Uh, yeah, well, let's see you try. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Ben, I think it's interesting you mentioned that because we know that a part of Google's algorithm is actually built to consider exactly that. It's so easy to build spammy links to a competitor's website. As a matter of fact, that was a um, anti—it was an uh, uh, anti-competitive technique for like three or four weeks until Google weighed in and said, "Hey, we're 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 actually measuring for this." Um, Nevertheless, Google still has its vendetta on paid links. Is asking people to report paid links. Um, Tony, uh, what do you think about links as a commodity? Well, they certainly are. I mean, that's it. That I mean, if, if you're talking about an engine's currency, that's that's the currency. It's a link. Um, you know, Panda obviously is trying to. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it's a shift content-wise, perhaps, and I think rightly so, putting a little bit more importance on what's actually on your page and the user experience, certainly. Uh, and so maybe that, that's taken, you know, maybe now you can look at links in an exchange rate sort of fashion <clears throat> where, you know, maybe it's used to be a dollar, now it's 76 cents as compared to this. Um, so it's not that they'll ever not be currency. Uh, you know, that's built in that way. Um, I is I just I just don't know that there's any way around it. Um, and so as long as they stay as a commodity, uh, there will be there will be dare I say ethical ways for them to be uh, gotten and uh, unethical ways, unethical ways to be gotten. So yeah, I I just I don't see any way around it. It it will continue to be. Uh, that way until they stop saying, you know, we don't care about links. We care about how people interact with your site. Well, question yeah. I wanted to, to ask the group here. I'm sorry, this is Dave. Um, you're talking about ethics there, which is, is fantastic. We've been talking in this in this show about sort of the ethics of, of reporting and public reporting versus versus spam reporting. Um, and it, it does kind of lead us to, to the question of, of where do our ethics actually lie, right? As, as me as, as an individual, am I my company or am I uh, an individual me or, or am I part of a, a larger community? Do my ethics lie to my client, to Google and, and the community as, as a whole, um, or, or to something else? And, and I'd love to hear some answers on that is, is where is my primary, I mean, if my primary responsibility is solely to my client and my ethics are revolved around my client, then I should be reporting my competitor or their competitors. And, and and so where does where does that ethical line get drawn? Where are our ethics supposed to lie? Alan here. Uh, that's a really good question because there are so many ambiguities in the industry, uh, and uh, because of the lack of defined structure in which we're supposed to be able to work consistently, right? Uh, for me personally. 
my primary ethical responsibility is to my own personal reputation first and foremost. As that applies in the business, it's to my clients. It's to take a position and hold firm to that position uh, if and when at all possible. At the same time that I acknowledge openly that that goes headstrong up against the fact that Google has a vested interest in going after paid links, right? We know that's one of, the, if not the only reason, it's one of the primary reasons they go after paid links is because they're in the paid links business. That's their revenue, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see my ethical responsibility being to Google in a direct way except as it applies to this is the framework that they set up and like it or not at this moment we've got to operate in their environment right we don't have the ability to dictate to them what that environment looks like and if we do things that blatantly abuse their system we're going to force them to just take even further action that will ultimately harm business owners anyhow so from that perspective I think I have an ethical responsibility to Google as well Alan Dave here um, I appreciate all that I, 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 I sing the mantra often myself but when Google's free to change those lines and, and borders at any time they want what was Yesterday's borderline acceptable practice that they didn't nail you for is today's ban practice that you're now liable for. So I guess it always gets back to that regulations and standards because once they have the bar set, they can change it anytime they want. Yeah, they can, but they're going to change more things if we push them harder. Will if they? We, well, they always have. If, if they we, do it if, anyway, sorry. Well, they're, I mean, they're, they're going to do it they're anyway. Gonna do it. They're going to do it anyway. But to what degree are they doing it? I mean, look at Panda. A good portion of Panda, a, a, a major portion of Panda, came about because a lot of people in our industry were promoting a real, a, a, an unbelievable volume of crap. Yeah, so sites like Mahalo still get away with it. But you know what? The Mahalos of the world are really, on the bigger scale of things, insignificant when it comes to mainstream businesses doing business on the Internet. But, Alan, what? this is Steve here. That's more like, I mean, like Mahalo, for example, is not an issue of an SEO or SEO industry. It's an, it's an issue of somebody taking advantage of AdSense in a partnership with Google to promote junk so that Google and that company makes a lot of money. I don't see how that becomes an SEO issue at all. Yeah, well, that's why I said Mahalo, you know, is is an exception to to the broader stuff that I'm talking about because I'm not talking about Mahalo-type models. I'm talking about models where mainstream businesses selling products and services are having to live in the online environment. Okay, I, Alan, this has been, I just, I mean, to me, I have a problem accepting ethic dictations from a company that I deem as, as unethical in, in so many of their practices. 
who is Google to tell me what I should or should not do for my client? Uh, and, you know, you say we have to play in their playground. We absolutely do, but that doesn't mean that we have to to follow their rules or or be unethical. I mean, to me, that's just a, a, an accusation that, that I don't, I don't necessarily think is a, is a fair statement to say, you know, if you're breaking Google's guidelines, you're an, you're an unethical SEO. Yeah, no, like okay. I said, it's it's not it's not specifically and completely, it's not a clearly defined environment. I I agree that it's not necessarily just if you don't do 100% of what they say the way they say that it should be done, that it's an unethical issue. There's there's this floating line. I can't argue with that. Okay, everybody, hold your breath for two minutes. I, I, I hate to jump in the middle of this. It's a, it's a fun conversation, but studio is freaking out. we got to go to break. Friends, you're listening to Webmaster Web College and webmasterradio.fm. It's uh, the May 26th special two-hour edition on SEO outing, turning into SEO ethics. Stay tuned. We've got 40 more minutes coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's a special two-hour edition. We're talking about uh, the practice of outing bad SEO publicly. It's uh, ranged into a, well, conversation taking on life of its own. It's almost impossible for us to keep up. Um, About 20 minutes ago, in the chat room, Joe Hall wrote a pretty uh, pretty prescient comment. Um, I'm paraphrasing it because it's so far back I, and the chat room is moving way too quest, way too quickly. Um, what it comes down to is 
Why are we talking about this? We practice on the world's largest scraper. Since when does the world's largest scraper get to impose ethics on anything? Although, one could argue it's created the environment. So, I want to take that question one step further. Given the rise of Facebook and given the rise of, uh, of Bing, do Google's ethical standards matter as much to SEOs as they may have before? Do they? Well, again, it's the ever-changing playground in which we get to play and we, ha we need to operate, right? There's going to be comp competition as, as, you know, as long as people use the Internet to find information. And eventually, a new model will come along that replaces the existing model. And we'll need to change and adapt accordingly. But for now... The model is what it is. They still have so much of the lion's share. And even when I get clients really highly placed in Bing, there's still not the same kind of conversion ratio for many of my clients as there is in Google. So even as Bing gets a bigger market share, it's a different market for many of my clients and who they're trying to reach. As long as Google's the, the primary point, Google's the primary consideration. Yeah, this is this is Ben, and I would say, I mean, to Joe's question, Google. I mean, Google obviously still matters, right? I mean, they're they are um, they're still the the top dog by far, and and, and I don't think Bing is is really um, you know it's not a viable alternative or anything like that. But I mean, I, I, to to some extent, I think Joe's right. I think we are taking ourselves a little too seriously, you know, in this ethical debate. I mean, you know, like he says, we're not doctors and this isn't like, you know, debating on, on, you know, the do no harm rule, that, you know, that they abide by. I mean, if you're, to me, the, the ethical issue is, is, is fairly simple. I mean, are you being honest and, and, and serving your client to, to the best of your ability? And, and, and after that, I mean, you know, I, I think this, the, the, the ethical issue is really, uh, you know, sort of a, a, a side side debate off of the branch of, of outing and, and not one that I'm necessarily sure needs to happen. You know, I mean, everybody's ethics are different and, and well, they ben, set their own. Ben, ben you, just, you just said something really important. You said, are we being honest to our clients? So you're saying it's acceptable and important to be honest to our clients, but it's perfectly acceptable to deceive Google? Absolutely. Who's right, Google? See, I don't. I don't owe Google anything. You don't. Absolutely not. They're making money off of my content and everybody else's you're not content. Making, you're not making any money doing SEO. I sure am. But that's my, okay. my client is paying me. Yeah, but if it wasn't for the Google environment, your client would would not be generating the business that you're helping provide them through SEO for Google. Well, this to me, Steve, I mean, that's a go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, go, go for it. I, that's that's a weak argument because we've we were having successful clients online long before there were search engines, and we will have successful clients long after the search engines are gone. They're just one did more I, piece did I of it. How old you guys are? <laughs> <laughs> so, and we'll keep it there. No, yeah, we, yeah, we were we were doing business. I, I've been in the business sixteen years, right? So I get that. You and know, you see and the I, and I, and I, and I was, yeah. 
Dave here. You say deceiving yeah. Google. Now, once again, are we? How are we defining wh- what what we're talking about? Are we talking, you know, uh, um, <coughs> cloaking, or are we talking link spam? You know, am I deceiving Google by using links? I doubt it because that's what they built their engine on. Um, cloaking something different. You know, once again, I don't think we're defining what the apples to apples here. Like when right, you okay. say. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Again, this is that gray area of this whole discussion that I think none of us has the capacity to have all the answers in this issue, right? But again, even though we were doing business and, and generating business for our clients long before Google, and we'll do it long after Google goes away, unless lightning strikes my apartment this afternoon, uh, right now Google is a, the primary player. They're the primary environment in which we operate. Really? Well, so, so as of right now, so as of right now, as marketers, we don't just, you know, we're fond of saying uh, amongst our little gang that they always have diversified traffic. If, if 80% of your traffic has come from Google, you might want to address that because one little change and you're screwed, right? So, you know, there is something to be said that SEOs, we're not Googleos, we're SEOs, search engines, or many of us just marketing in general. No, we are. We we are. I, I don't get eighty. My clients don't get eighty percent of their business from Google. But for the percentage that they get, it's a significant percentage enough that if you know whatever percentage it is, if you're going to do what you got to do to get them business through Google, yeah, okay. So maybe cloaking is really obvious as an issue, right? But. Well, yeah, see, there's something I'm going to tell a client ethically. I'm going to tell them really, 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 I'm going to go on record that you shouldn't do this. Like, I'll be, you know, emphatic about something. I'll explain the risks. I'll I'll, I'll make sure they understand it. To me, that's where this ethical issue is. Like Ben said in the chat, as long as the client knows the risk, there is no ethical issue. Now, we're not talking about what we feel is right and wrong as people on the Internet. I'm not going to impose my will on, on anyone for that. But as an industry... You know, this ethics debate, I think, does kind of live and die there as far as explaining the true risks of the situation if they want to stray close to the line. Once you've gone on record, you know, I'm what, I'm going to lose a $6,000 a month contract because they want me to do something I don't believe in? No, yeah, I'm going to go on, I've, I've, I've I've record. Clearly... I'm going to sign off at it, and I'm going to say, fine, there you go. Oh, yeah. No, uh, see, I disagree. I, I would walk away in, in a heartbeat, and I've let many clients know that. As soon as the question comes up where I think something is unethical in this business practice process. Who gets to say what's unethical? That's that's part of the debate that's ongoing that's going to be ongoing for a long time. That What does that mean? I don't place okay, myself in that position. I want to throw in a, uh, I want to throw in a twist here. This actually sort of comes from, something, from a question in the chat room or more of a statement made by page one results. And again, so far back in the chat that I'm only able to paraphrase. Um, and the chat is moving so fast. It's excellent. I, I'm loving this day on Webmaster Radio. Um, so we've been talking about the quote-unquote outing of quote-unquote shady business practices. What about incompetent SEO or people who claim to be social media experts because they have like a Facebook profile. Um, is it or, right? companies like top, or companies like top SEOs that take that position? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Sorry, I disagree. Is it, I disagree. Is it okay to out incompetence 
Absolutely. Who gets to well, say to, what's in the New York Times? Who gets to well, say I mean, what's in What would you say? I mean, what would you write there? Well, these guys, and would anyone even understand it? I mean, what level of incompetence? Are we talking at an architectural level? I mean, what, what, is, what, what constitutes incompetence? That's and then would question. you really want would you really want to read about that in the Wall Street Journal and and pardon my friend but who would really give a shit? Uh, wow, right on, these guys it. have a bad website. Agreed, okay. Tony. The only place we we tend to out people is directly to clients about tactics that have been used that are either incompetent or completely unsuccessful in a waste of time. But yeah. that's directly with the client. The more people in the business world understand that incompetence is yet one more issue they need to be aware of in making their business decisions, the better served the quality of the experience for that client, the better health our industry has as a whole. I have no problem with us. Which is utopian, uh, though, but what these guys are saying is how do you measure that? Yeah, well, I think very, back to this. All I can talk all I can talk about is the ideals and how we can work towards them. I don't I don't say that we're gonna reach a utopia. I think Terry's question is, is is still I mean, is still unanswered. Who gets to decide this? I mean, you know, there are tactics out that people people debate whether they work well or not, you know, till till the cows come home. I mean, you know, your your incompetence might be something that I've seen um, you know, work. I mean, Alan you know, you and I know each other fairly well and, and we tend to agree on a lot of tactics but you know if if you thought that a tactic i was um you know was was working with uh was incompetent uh but i think it's you know viable i mean you know are you going to go to my client and say you know hey you, this guy's an idiot i mean you know or, or or the the new york times and and try and paint me as as incompetent i mean that to me is a, a pretty uh Pretty thin ice to be trading on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, Tony, jump in. Yeah. No, I would. I agree with Ben completely. I, I think it's you know incompetence is. I mean, and if you really want to get it out there, Alan, and I, I agree with you. I mean, if you think that it would make the industry better as a whole, which I don't disagree with, then write write a post about it. I mean. Get it through at least the community. I think that's that's the best way to do that. Um, and, I don't I've, think and I've uh, yeah, uh, and I've done that. Of course, I've got a lot of articles out there on incompetence, and I've gone after a number of companies that, for the most part, it's been around the whole companies that want to want to certify other companies in our industry, obviously, right? But. Uh, if I write an article and you think that that's okay, but you think it's not okay for the New York Times, then the only reason you think it's okay if I write about it is because I have less viewership than the New York Times. What else is the, what other differences are there? You talk to SEOs, they talk to the guy who hires me. That's the difference. Sorry. Oh, Terry, can you say that again? Yeah, I'd say he talks. The other SEOs, who I really don't give a do-flying whatevers. But I do care about the people that the New York Times is talking to. And to be quite frank, everything they say is not true. We all know that. 
they're aggrandizing this. They have a writer who's making his fucking name doing this. Excuse my language, but I, this bothers me when we defend these guys who are outing us, and they don't even really know what we do. Sorry, I'm, that's, I've said my say. On that. Yes. And let me just oh, put a quick an- anecdote a on point. that, Dave here. Dave here. A quick anecdote back to the uh, Overstock uh, Wall Street Journal thing. I, you know, I probably spent six to seven hours just trying to teach this guy the basics of SEO that even your, your junior monkey would know. So you, Terry's <laughs> right. They don't really know or care about what the hell we do. Like I said, they just want I dirt. They just want dirt. Give me a big name company. And say, That's you know exactly what I would do in the Dave, position that they said, were in. He, he said, he right. said, I want the ster- he said, you know, the steroids and, and and the Major League Baseball scandal. I want something like that for Google. Literally, what he said. He, he used this baseball scandal as his relation. And so, yeah, Good they Lord, don't really give a shit. Over, he settled for overstock. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, guys, to me, that actually that actually brings up an interesting point that that. Alan and I have, I mean, we've talked about this privately, but to to me, that's almost an interesting way of going about it. I mean, if your goal here is to make Google look bad and exposing how many sites are are completely abusing their system, you know, I think that brings up a different, you know, that's a little bit different discussion. I mean, are you, are you sort of sacrificing companies for the greater good of, of making people aware of Google's hypocrisy? I mean, that to me is a little bit, at least a little bit more defensible than just, you know, trying to out a competitor. And that's a really important aspect of what's been going on here as well. Given that we're dealing with Google, a private company that can do whatever the hell they want, part of the leverage that could potentially be used. They're not a private company, they're a public company. Yeah, yeah they're a public company, but they're, the, but they're, you know, they're on the NASDAQ, whatever they want, right? So they're a public company. They're not oh, private. Sorry, but they're still a corporation that essentially they're responsible the only to the stockholders. Now they are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what I they agree. did in the past doesn't really matter. And what they've done in the past has changed since they have stockholders. It's a different right. game, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you have it's to not maximize the profit or you end up in court defending the fact that you didn't. That's the way the game's played down there now. So, well, I'm sorry. That's just my thought on no, you know, Terry, the corporate Terry, world. You're, Terry, you're, you're absolutely correct in this. My, what I'm seeing from that, though, and what, going back to what Ben said, is without getting mainstream media exposure of Google's shortcomings, I don't think we'll ever have enough leverage to create a better environment, oh, which we can Okay, right on, Alan. But I'll say this. Google's shortcomings are a lot farther along than the competition. And that's all that really matters, because all i got to work with is what's here now. Okay, gentlemen, this, that, that was a fun segment, but unfortunately, Sorry we are that. stuck with the tyranny of time. It is 20 minutes to the top of the hour. we got to take a break here on Webcology. Friends, stay tuned. We're going to be rounding the circle in the uh, last segment of this two-hour session. Um, Back in two minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. 
as you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. It's time to start jamming and spamming with the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, Rocket. to the next generation of Search Engine Optimization 3.0. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO and give you free expert advice with their weekly site clinic. SEO Rockstars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. When we're back from Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, this has been a special two-hour-long edition of Webcology talking, well, actually we started talking about the quote-unquote SEO outing debate, and it has morphed into a conversation about industry ethics, Google's ethics, Bing's ethics, actually we haven't touched Bing's ethics yet, but that might be fun for a little while. Um, During the break... Alan Blywife uh, put a question into the uh, chat room that we have open amongst the amongst the various panelists. Did anyone's mind get changed? And uh, well, I want I, I, I thought it was a fun question, uh, a good way to, to to round out the last uh, the last hour and forty minutes. Uh, starting with Anthony, have uh, has this conversation expanded your ideas, expanded your thinking, changed your mind at all? I don't know that it's changed my mind. Um... You know, I would say that uh, I definitely loved some of the viewpoints I've heard. I think Alan's brought a lot to the table, Ben, Dave, Steve, Terry. Everybody's brought something to this table um, and and a new viewpoint for me to consider. Uh, But as far as outing, um, you know, I drew the line at outing with big media. So when you when you went into a hyper public forum in that sense, um, you know, I'm still not there. Don't think I'll ever get to where I think that's okay. Ben? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, 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 I think uh, I'm, I'm in a similar place. I don't know that my, you know, my mind certainly hasn't changed, but um, I, I think some of the discussion and laying out the, the details a bit better, you know, I mean, on things like outing versus reporting or 
you know, uh, illegal activities versus, you know, things that are against Google's guidelines. I think the, the more we can be specific in, in this debate will actually lead to, to better, you know, discussions rather than sort of shots across the bow of, oh, you're unethical or, oh, you know, uh, you're just Google's, uh, you know, lapdog or something like that. I mean, I think, I think if nothing else, the, the conversations, as Alan said, sort of always help the debate evolve. And, and I think that's a, a good, good place to go. Steve. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Ben here. I'm, my mind's certainly not going to be changed on the practice of outing. Um, I understand a little more where Alan's coming from and, that's probably a good thing, maybe. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know that uh, a, a two-hour discussion will be. A, it, it gets involved in the details enough to make anyone change. Okay, well, David, um, you've been on the fence about about SEO outing. You've uh, participated in it, and you've seen, you know, the mixed results from it. What, what do you think? Well, I, I'll, I'll just uh, keep keep on the fence and move Steve's point along. I don't think a two-hour period is going to change anyone's mind, and hopefully, you know, any of us, no one should be changed that fast. But personally, I've been constantly evolving on the topic, as I said, off the top. So yeah. on a personal evolutionary scale, I, I have been slowly changing perspectives lately. You know, continues to be that. Okay. Uh, we're down to ten minutes. Ten minutes left in the show. Uh, a lot of stuff I want to, I mean, I, I really, I don't know which direction to go in because there's so much stuff I want to cover and uh, so little time to do it. Um, Alan, why don't you start yeah. the last last topic segment off? How do you feel about uh, the show? That, this show was your idea originally. How do you feel about how it's going? How the yeah, conversation actually, is? Actually, the show was Sarah Carling's idea and unfortunately she couldn't be here today. Uh, I'm really happy with the fact that we had this dialogue. I totally agree that two hours is nowhere near enough to be able to focus in on any one specific aspect of what all these all of this is about to get, a, get any kind of conclusion that we can all agree on. You know, uh, there's so many different issues to deal with that lie around this, right? So I'm just really glad that we've been able to, to, to talk it out and that you've provided us the forum publicly to be able to discuss it so that others could listen in and could also have some great discussion that I've been watching in the chat room. You know, so I'm really happy about that. I know for myself, this show has resulted in me becoming much more understanding that when we talk about these things in the future, we should really break it down into into bite-sized, digestible discussions, in terms of what the topic or subtopic is. There's, there's hey, no there, doubt about Alan, that. and I think yeah. that's I'll agree with. That's what I've learned the most today is that it's not always apples to apples. There's so many smaller pieces and parts to this that need to be almost debated individually. That that on a broad scope, this topic is 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 not that easy to figure out without really defining what what is spamming? What is egregious? What is ethics? You know what I mean? There's so many elements. Without okay. standards, ethics, without standards, ethics, and outings, what would we talk about? That seems to be the same topics that come up year after year. Well, I think those are the hot-button issues, Dave. I think they are the hot-button issues. It's, it's, 
I guess, would you call it the National Enquirer of the SEO world? I mean, that's <laughs> what we want to talk about. Um, but what's there really to talk about? I mean, there's a lot of things that we could discuss without, you know, peeing on one another's head all the time. Um, you know, you pee talking or about pee away, I've got a good umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can talk about techniques. You can talk about, you know, I found that this worked for me. We do, you know, we do lots of posts like that, and we, we have lots of, uh, you know, small table discussions when we meet up and stuff. So, it, I mean, those are lots of things. Hey, to hey Google changes their mind next month. Your uh, previously acceptable tactic is now crap. You know, Depends on how you go about it, Dave. I've never had that problem. We're into our last five minutes, and there's one thing that's uh, still floating out there in the air in my mind. And that's the uh, risk of uh, government stepping in and saying, hey, you guys, truth in advertising, etc. Um, is there room in the industry for ethical standards? And is there room in the industry for an organization to uh, create voluntary or imposed ethical standards? Um, I guess uh, starting with Steve. I think there's room in the industry for it. I think it'll evolve more along the lines of the um, best practices and certification processes you've got in the more of the tech industry where I started out uh, with things like NCSE. I think it's going to require a lot more openness on the part of the search engines so that we can start dealing with facts instead of educated guesses. Um, but until those things happen... I, I, I see it just being a great big giant huge argument that runs round and round in circles and never gets resolved. Hey, Anthony. Well, uh, you know, they're going to government or would step in either way. So, I mean, whether we wanted them there or not, I, I think if, if they felt that it was the right move for them, they're going to step in. Um, and is there room for that? Uh, well, better make room. So if that's what they decide to do, then that's what's going to happen. Um, as far as an internal organization, I think there definitely is room for that, and I think people could get on board with that. Um, you know, it'll probably be ad infinitum uh, as to, you know, when it comes down to, okay, here's the internal constitution of, of this group, and who can decide and say, yep, this meets everything that I would want. Uh, but, yeah, I think internally there's probably a place, and if the government does step in, uh, we make room because that's how it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't think that there's really, I don't think the industry is in a place yet that, that will accept uh, or, or even get a lot of use out of something that, you know, like a certification process or, or things like that. Um, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's my lack of experience in, in industries that are that, that were regulated in that regard or, or had that type of internal metric. But, uh, I mean, to me... Um, people, you know, people referring uh, people, other clients or, or things like that, or, or you know, getting checking your your um, checking out your your client list or your your um, accountability. To me, that's that 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 still serves uh, just as good of a purpose as you know any industry seal or something like that that somebody can just you know steal and, and put on their website anyway. Okay, and Alan. Yeah, uh, I think, given my position all along here, that the answer would be an emphatic yes. There's a place for it, and it's needed. Uh, yet, I don't see anything 
significant coming for the next several years, and by then there could be a whole other model online that replaces all of this stuff. You know, um, as soon as you get into the whole concept of an organization, Dave and Terry and I and several others have talked about this over and over again. Who's that organization going to be? There are organizations that exist out there. They all have their own advantages, and they all have their own flaws, right? And then it's the cliques and getting, people, it, getting all the cliques in this industry to sign on yeah, to it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just as hard to get an organization to take the helm on this as it is for us to agree about what it is we need to talk about. Yep. That in, it, that in and of itself is, uh, is another show, which I'm pretty sure we will be tackling on Webcology and Webmaster Radio sometime in the future. Just got to get the right industry people to agree to actually coming on, on the show. Uh, if you're talking about Pimple, I want it. Oh, it's like pulling hen's teeth, let me tell you. First, it's hard to find. They're hard to find. Second, they're hard to get out. Okay, we're down to our last minute. Um, gentlemen, Ben Cook, Tony Berry, Alan Blywhite, David Harry, Terry Van Horn, and Steve... Uh-huh. Garrenser. Garrenser. <laughs> thank you all very much for uh, stepping out of the lip here on, on live radio. It's uh, You never know what's going to happen. Terry, thank you for your patience. Uh, it's been an up and down thing with the phone lines with you. Um, and listeners, thank you for listening in. Uh, this has been a two-hour special broadcast of Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. I want to thank you all for listening. We've got some more great programming coming up on the network. Stay tuned, and Webcology will be back at you live at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, or in podcast form next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>